Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know there ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host Eddie Trunk. Hey everybody, it's Eddie Trunk and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. New every Thursday and always free wherever you get your podcast, Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss an interview with the biggest names in rock and metal. That's what we do for you each and every week. And every interview you hear on the podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show, which is called Trunk Nation and heard live Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on Sirius XM channel 103 Faction Talk or on the Sirius XM app. You can always listen anytime also on demand on the app. If you are only listening to this podcast and you are in the U.S. or Canada, you're only getting a tiny fraction of what I do on the radio on a daily basis, so make sure you come on board and join me. This week on the show, we have the Dead Daisies, a band that is currently on tour. The band features Glenn Hughes, Brian Tishy, Doug Aldridge, Dave Lowy. I've known uh, Tishy and Doug Aldridge and Glenn for many, many years, uh, the interview you're about to hear happened in the Sirius XMLA studios when I was there about a month ago. All the guys came in getting ready to talk about their new album, which has just come out called Radiance and also a U.S. tour. Now, since this interview was done, unfortunately, due to some vocal issues and some voice issues, Glenn Hughes has missed a couple shows with the Dead Daisies. But hopefully by the time you hear this, he is back out playing with the band. But it's great to visit with these three guys, all great musicians. Dave Lowy, who's actually the guy behind the Dead Daisies, didn't join us for the interview. But uh, the other three guys did. And those, like I said, those guys are all good friends. We go way, way back. And it was great to have them all in the studio sharing some stories about not only the Dead Daisies, but some other stuff throughout their career as well. So let's get to it right now. Before we do, just a reminder... Be sure to follow me on social media at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page for info and updates on all things going on with the radio show, the podcast, and everything else. So without further ado, we take you inside the Sirius XM headquarters in Los Angeles with Glenn Hughes, Doug Aldridge, Brian Tishy, three quarters of the Dead Daisies. Enjoy the conversation. Joining me now in the studio for this hour... Uh, three old friends who together are the Dead Daisies, well, three quarters of the Dead mm -hmm. Daisies, who have a brand mm -hmm. new album coming out called Radiance on September 30th. Another record that it feels like it's taken forever to finally get here. But, <laughs> well, actually, actually, I shouldn't say that. It, on the heels of the last great record, not that far off. But it just seems like it should be out already because there's yeah. a couple songs yeah, out. Yeah. Right. And it's still a month away mm. but it's going to be well worth the wait mm. joining me here I, I just said as doug pinnock walked out we have another unbelievable <laughs> bassist singer these great bass player singer dudes oh. but the vo the man who is the voice of rock glenn hughes is here oh good to see you my brother eddie always good to see you absolutely. sir last i saw you was at the shrunken head ceremony oh, what a wonderful night that for was, kevin dubrow quite, i had a lovely night that, that night it was, it was fun it was fun yeah it was at the golden tiki in vegas and um glenn and his lovely wife came out yes. and a bunch of other folks and we celebrated kevin through we had a 
wonderful night. Very I, unique way they do it in Vegas at that place. I, I'm not crazy about the head, though. The head <laughs> looks strange, you know. It is a bit strange. Uh, Doug Aldridge is here. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, bro. Been a while. Yeah, it has been. And the Tischmeister on the end. <laughs> What's up, man? Returning to the Dead Daisies <laughs> on drums. Boys. The Tischmeister. <laughs> Tried to get away. He tried, and he, it's like the Godfather 3. They were out it and is. pulled back in. Thank, hey, God, and thank God he's back hey, in. It's hard, Absolutely. It's hard to say no when Doug shows up at like 2 a.m. with an acoustic guitar, and he's on his knees serenading you at the front of your house. It's like, yeah. okay, Please Doug, run. calm down. Let's do it, though. Let's do it. <laughs> How's it felt to be back in the band, Bri? It's great. It's great. I mean, after two years of a pandemic and getting this call, and your your year is set up to play with, with you know, Glenn and Doug and, and David Lowe, Put it, make a record, go on tour. You know, mm. cannot complain. Well, uh, it's an it's. I'm telling you guys, the last record blew my mind, Glenn. You know, we talked about mm. it. I was just like, my. Yeah. I, I compared it to um, the record you did with Tony Iommi, Fused. Oh yes, yes. In its thickness and yes. heaviness yes. and brutality mm. of the riffage from Mr. Aldridge mm. over here, and to me, from what I've heard of Radiance, and I haven't heard it all, okay. but this record sounds like it re- very much picks up where the last one left off. It's is a that good accurate? Yeah, it's good. It is. It's, it's dynamic, and there's some heaviness, as you know, and groove. Yeah. Now, the the previous record was your first with the band, Glenn. Correct. How was it for you, having been established in the band, having made a record, mm. done a bunch of touring, coming back in as a musician and writer for album number two, Different feel, felt different for you? Uh, a little. Uh, I, I, You know, Doug and I got together, uh, I'm jumping here, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, in the summer of 2022, to, to make new music, secretively, if you will. And we didn't really think about making a follow-up to Hologram. We just started making new rock songs, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, so the, so the initial writing was not necessarily for a Dead Daisies record. It was, no, it was more. It was it was for the Dead Daisies. Yeah. But we were we were just trying to keep busy during the pandemic. Right. Glenn was the only person I saw other mm. than family. But uh, then we got then then Holy uh, Holy Ground came out in right. like January or February January of twenty one, and then we we went off to tour a little bit. And then we were supposed to go to Europe this February, and that got pushed back. Mm. So we decided to go ahead and make a record. Yeah. And Tish, how did you get back into this? I know that the record, the last record was, if I remember the timeline correctly, was recorded with Dean Castronovo, right? 2019. And then the live shows Tommy Clufettos did. Correct. Right. And then now the Tischmeister back. Yeah. So tell me, tell me how you did. How did you get tied back into this? No, they they just called. That was it. So whatever was going on over there, I wasn't over there. And then mm. uh, I went over there because I got a call. Uh, so that's really all I knew. But it was easy. It was like, Glenn, hey, what are you doing next year? You want to do this, Glenn and, like, and I? Yeah. Glenn and I said we were hoping we we were talking like. Brian, we got to get Brian. If we could get Brian, it would be amazing. It would be, yes. I'm and so happy to have him back. Thank you. Who, who calls you? And, tour manager? Yeah, yeah. Tour manager sent a text and, mate, you, you got to come back to the band, mate. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? He's like, can I call you? And he called me and that's it. It was real simple. There was, only, there was only one man in my mind that I wanted in this band when... We were looking for a new guy, and it was the old guy himself. <laughs> no, well, no, he, he's he's pound for pound the best drummer out right now. I you get no argument from me. I'm he's one of my all time favorites, and he's, and he's thin, so it's you know. <laughs> <laughs> so he's not actually that good, is what you're saying? Because no, he's not he, that many pounds. He is that good. He is. <laughs> no, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. And what a powerhouse band with. Mm. You're, all three of you guys and, and Dave Lowy. Now, where's Lowy? He's, is he on a jet in Australia somewhere doing deals or more, what's going more on? More than likely. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because yeah. he actually did an interview with me. I don't know if you know this. I yes, did. I did. I heard. For, yeah. for, from the history of the... So when it comes to the Dead Daisies, I can honestly say every incarnation, before any of the three of you were in it, I've had versions of the band okay. doing exactly what we're doing right now from okay. day one. Mm. And, and for years, the only guy that never came in was the the guy behind it, oh, Dave yeah. Lowy? So I would say, like, you know, I understand that the uh, you know all the other musicians have this pedigree and history, and everybody knows them from their other stuff. But I thought that would be the interesting story. Mm. And then finally, I get a call. And it's like because I know he doesn't. I guess he's a little press shy, and uh, yeah. it's like, no, he, he he's going to do your show. And we did like an hour, and he laid the whole story of the Dead Daisies out. 
You know what it is? He he's so he's so driven, and when he's doing one thing, like when he's here mm. to, to play guitar with us, he's playing guitar full time. He's not doing anything else. When he's doing business, he's he's doing that. When he's flying, he's doing that. He's really like very. He can compartmentalize his life. Like he can. That. Yeah. For people that don't know the story, Dave, David Lowy is the other guitar player in the band. This was his thing, his project that he put together many years ago. There's been a lot of musicians in and out of it over the years. Mm. But David Lowy is also a mega successful businessman, real estate and whatever, his family. Yep. So it's, you know, he splits his time. I mean, are the, and he flies you guys in his he, own plane, right? He does. He has a crew of people. He's got a lot of people he employs too to take care of that, but he actually flies the plane sometimes as well. Like on a day so, off yeah. or something, because yeah. it's a lot of prep to, to fly that aircraft. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, you know, he wants to have a drink, he wants to relax. Yeah. And you got to be well rested. There's like hours before yeah. the flight, you got to do pre, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the, the writing of Radiance and it coming together. You mentioned that it was done essentially through the pandemic. Yeah, uh, Doug and I were getting together again, secretively in the summer of 2020 and we were actually asked by management to maybe we should do a concept album you know so Doug and I got together initially to to make new music and I was look, thinking about lyrically conceptual stuff you know and we we gathered some songs both of us brought some songs together and over the course of three or four months we came up with about 10 ideas and some great uh, uh, you know stuff, mm-hmm. and then we took uh, some time away from it. And earlier this year, in January, we were told we were going to make a record in in March, and uh, <laughs> we came up with some more material. <laughs> so we had uh, 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 right, fifteen songs. Yeah, Doug, talk, talk about what it's like working with Glenn because you guys have worked together previous. For people that don't yeah. know, Glenn did a solo tour. Yep. Where you played a, a bunch of your catalog, and you also did a bunch of purple. If Correct, I'm deep purple. Correct. But Doug, you were a part of that. So was that your initial working together? Was that the foundation? For- well, I, Ronnie introduced mm. me and Glenn to, um, to each other at yeah. one of his parties, and that's oh, wow. how I met Glenn. And then I met him with David again. But uh, to work with Glenn is it's it's a breeze. He's like a he's a songwriting machine and, and really connected. And I, I love what he did on the album. So gotta check it out but i gotta say doug your voice sounds extra thick and deep in this mic really nice today really you sure you want him back in the band are you sure he's happy i'm I'm impressed with you the way you're carrying yourself and the tone of your voice whatever we whatever we did jealous i'm gonna take this mic because it does sound pretty good (laughs) whatever whatever we did when brian got involved it got pumped up like tenfold yeah because he you know you can hear that his drumming on the album is insane yeah and his parts, it just, it's just, it's just wicked what he did. So he asked me when we were tracking in the studio daily, well, what about this and what about this and what, what, what about this? I'm going, oh, so musical. And he even asked me, can I hear what you're singing? I'm going, oh, a drummer wants to hear me. Sing. Actually, I'm tracking, and I've got a drummer that's asking me what I'm going to sing there, so we can actually become musical with it, which was amazing. I thought. Yeah, it's it feels that way now, but I'm sure very soon you'll feel it's annoying. <laughs> Most people go that route with Tishy. Oh, it's great! Right? Shut the fuck up and play your drums, dude. I'm just Thank you, joking. Eddie. I'm just joking with you. No, it's, no, it's because for people that don't know, Brian is not just an extraordinary drummer, but Brian, you love to play guitar and you sing. I mean, you do great. a little everything, so you can bring these other elements yeah, to the do, table. Yeah, juggling act and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, keep the water but, bottles bottles full or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bet Doug hundred dollar clips of guitar trivia and lose all the time. No, he we, he only <laughs> lost once. It was a Steve Ray Vaughan thing, and I, he lost. He had to pay me a hundred. It sucked. But we, he's constantly looking for a challenge. You know him. You know him better than anybody. Has <laughs> he done the speed bag yet on the road with you guys? Not yet. I'm waiting for it. Yeah, if we could make it happen, but that's that's like that's a whole thing. You know. There's a clip in the video. I think it's for Shine On from the new record. Uh huh. And uh, that's the one that there's a proper video for, right? Where Correct. The, the, okay. So it's just, it's just a two-second shot. But knowing Tishy as well as I do sure. and finding him funny, it, it makes me laugh because I don't know what was going on, but there's a shot of you chasing after a truck pulling yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that? Yeah, yeah. It's so Tishy, it whatever gar- it is. It was a garbage truck yeah. at the studio, and I was doing some 
video interview thing, and I ended up by saying, I got to go back to my other job, and I ran, jumped on the truck. Yeah. So that was it, you know. Bri, how did you, um, coming into the material, did you join at a point where everything was already written? Yeah, yeah, they, they which was, is always fun. You know, those, like, like Glenn and Doug said, they, they had a bunch of stuff demoed up, and, and it was pretty well-focused, so when we all got in the studio, I had, I had, prior to that got sent the mm. demos you know but but i'm like i can sit here on my own and listen to this stuff and come up with ideas but it's going to make a huge difference when i'm in a room with the guys and i can ask questions and play and we can all feel what you know what groove mm. feels best what parts because it was all like i think you know various forms of different drum machine demo kind of yeah. demos yeah. you know on the, yeah. on the rhythm side yeah. So when you get in a room, it changes everything, and that's why I'm like, well, what do you hear, Doug? What do you hear, Glenn? What do you, you know? What are you singing? What what makes sense? Like, if this is the chorus, wh- where should I be? And it's it's fun, you know. And and uh, um, that's you know, you just try and make the song as good as it can be, and and uh, you know, stay in your lane, and and uh, you know, whatever, uh, shine a little bit when there's uh, room to, and if not, just make sure it's it's groovy. What were you gonna say, Doug? I was gonna say he also he he helped me out with some guitar parts and stuff. Where I was, there was a song I was having trouble getting it. Mm-hmm. I spent like six hours trying to get this part to sound like the demo, and he he goes, "Well, you're doing it different." And I'm like, "What?" Because the demo was old, and uh, he goes, "No, you you were sliding. You're doing something like that." And then for solos too, I I remember I I'd, I'd get I put a solo down, and I'm thinking eh, it's pretty cool. I think I'm gonna play it for Brian. And Brian, I could see his face. I'm like. Okay, I got to redo that. <laughs> what well, was the tour like that you guys just did in Europe, Glenn? It, you you guys were over there for a while, it, right? It, you had a and you had COVID, right? You had end, to come back. Talk to talk about the tour was like we until the COVID hit me. We had a really good run of shows. I mean, they were spectacular. We had a great turnout. Um, we had a re- that's a really amazing run, and of course, um, David Lowy got um the covid the day of hellfest <laughs> which is a huge festival in france right so yeah. we missed hellfest and grass popper we that weekend we we, we uh, he he got it and doug got it a few days later oh you had it too doug yeah, yeah. i got, it. I got in it. europe and, and uh one or two other guys got it not brian and not glenn but i you got know. it but it wasn't i it was nothing it was like sniffles Doug got a, a minor case of it but, and when yeah. i got it i my mind was a little bit uh Scary. I, I hear a little rasp in your speaking yeah, voice still too. I'm good. It's just a. So did you get zonked pretty hard, Glenn? I had one day. I told Brian uh, an hour ago that I had one day. It was really, really bad in Lyon. Um, that's when I realized I, I should stay a couple more days here and 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 get home. Yeah, I was not feeling great. Have you sang since recovering? I sing at home all the time. No problem? No, no, no problem. Because that's the scary thing for singers. I, yeah. I, I had it, too. I, I was When I got it, I was... Did you have to stop singing? Triple max. <laughs> I stopped talking. It's hard for me. It's hard for me to stop talking. I'm waiting for that new band. Yeah, man. exactly. But but I, I, uh, I was like wind your wind change like i I went to get something out of the dryer and i felt Mm. like i did a marathon so the wind and stamina i would imagine it's concerning if you're a singer for a living like you are glenn i sing as dog knows every day wherever i'm at i'm singing all the bloody time um glenn i hear you in the hotel sometimes when your room's close enough i actually hear him down the hallway bellowing uh, probably in the morning right it's yeah (laughs) i I warm my voice up the first thing i get up in the morning is have a little Coffee and start warming the voice up. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been very, very lucky to have this voice still in my in the vocabulary. Well, th- I want to ask you about that because it is an extraordinary voice, as everybody knows, and remarkably, you are. You know, I do this thing on my radio show where we talk about the freaks mm. in the best of ways. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best compliment. Meaning the 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 folks that are in their seventies or you know, or beyond that are still seemingly able mm. to do everything vocally. Yeah, and you are at the top list of the wow. freaks in all of our opinions. Well, I'm, well, you know, I'm a freak for sure. Well, I mean, this in the best of ways, Glenn. Yeah, but but. I know I've talked to you about this before in some ways, but I'm hearing some things I never heard before. Mm. So how do you maintain, what is your process? And and do you feel like you've lost anything vocally in all your decades of doing this, going back to Deep Purple and Trapeze through now, you sound as strong as ever. How, 
what what what's the secret? Let's address first of all the seventies when I was overserved at the bar, if you will. <laughs> when someone is overserved at the bar and they step up to the microphone, they lose the timing. They're in fear. Fear is a big thing for me. When I'm at the microphone in my sobriety, which is a long time now, I don't go into fear. Off stage, I'm full of fear. But on stage at the microphone, I don't have any fear. And that is the saving grace for me. Also, get a lot of sleep, a lot of water. And as the guys know, every night we do five or six songs, full, crazy full bore in the dressing room so I can get, get right up to speed. It's very important for me to sing full on before I go on stage. Now, Ronnie James Dio, who, of course, was a dear friend of ours, of and, of course, Doug played in Dio for, for years, he used to amaze me because... I know what you're going to say. <laughs> there was a time, we'll never forget this, when he was doing Sabbath, it was probably, I don't know, 06, 07. I'll never forget this as long as I live. We're sitting in the dressing room. It was at the theater at Madison Square Garden. It's just me and him in the room. And he says... Uh, one of the guys jumps in, crew guys, say, Ronnie, 10 minutes to stage. I said, oh, geez, Ron, let me get out of here. Let's get ready to go on. He goes, what do you mean get ready? What do I got to do? I go, I don't know. I mean, I, most singers I've seen have done, oh, right, you right. know, whatever they're doing. I was like, there's no. He goes, he always called me kid. He goes, oh, hang out, kid. Come on. I go, he goes, go out, introduce us, he said, and then walk to the stage. He never warmed up. I walked down stage. I said, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome heaven and hell. I walked off. He just walked right out and opened with Neon Knights. The only yeah. guy, I, only guy I've ever known that does not warm up is Ronnie. And warm he, up or warm down, because that's yeah, part of it too, right? He, he did not. I mean, you know, I saw it. Doug saw it. He didn't warm up, and it was amazing that he could do that. So you have a process. I have to have a process. I've been doing. My friend Joe Elliott gave me his warm up tape twenty years ago, and I was using that for quite some time. And now I just do breathing exercises, and we, we play five songs from our show before we go on, and that's what's going to happen for the rest of my career by doing just that. I think we all take it for granted because we're around Glenn a lot, but when you do step away, you go, it, you watch, you know, as rock and roll goes on decade after decade, you see what happens with bands and singers, and then you look over at Glenn and you go, Nothing's changing at all. <laughs> it's I'm 20, very, 22, I'm 20 years ago, 30, you know what I mean? And and we take it for granted, but man, it is, it's something to be brought up because it's, it's, it's effing serious, you know? It, when, when we're backstage, I'm like, he hits the high notes in it and my ear cracks, you know? And, um, and, and it's effortless for him. And it's just, you know, so Kill hats off to you, Again, I, I say there's no way anyone could do what we do if they're drinking and carrying on. So for me, when I did get sober in 91, I made a decision to change everything. And uh, I've been very grateful. Yeah, well, and we're going to take calls. If you got questions for Brian Tishy, Doug Aldridge, or Glenn Hughes, or all of them, our toll-free number is 844-686-5863. Again, 844-686-5863. The new Dead Daisies album is called Radiance. It is out September 30th. There's a couple tracks already out. Uh, unbelievably, like, just, ah, uh, oh, it's so, it's, there's a Sabbath heaviness to this. The riffage and the thickness, and Doug, the guitar tone is just insane. I mean, you must have had a blast digging into this thing and just, you know, I got to give credit to to Ben Gross because he's he produced it. He he was you know I mean it, when you play you play how you play, but he definitely brought some. He had me play some different stuff, and then he he kind of blended it in, I guess, and made it. It's thick. Yeah, it's very it's, thick. It's so good. And when you talk about Glenn as a singer, the, and I think it was it may have been Kevin Shirley, who of course you did records with Black Country Communion mm -hmm. with, who brought this up to me. When he said so much attention goes to Glenn's voice that people forget the type of bass player he is, which is also Absolutely. phenomenal. And Bry, you locking in with playing with a bass player like Glenn, that's got to be unreal. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thought of us three and David Lowy playing together when they called me back last mm. year was, was uh, I was like, this is going to be awesome. You know, I, I, had it, I knew in my head what we what the potential was for, mm. you know, and it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome to play with these guys. And a few years ago, for those that don't know, Joe Satriani put out a record, <laughs> and Joe's records are all instrumental. And Joe tells me, he says, yeah, um, I said, who's in the band? I think he said Kenny Aronoff was playing drums. Chad Smith. Chad Smith yeah. on that record then, okay. 
And he says, uh, he says, Glenn Hughes is playing bass. And I said, oh, that's great. I said, I can't. I said, so you've, I'm assuming you got a couple tracks with vocals. And he goes, no, no singing on the record. It's all instrumental. I go, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. You have Glenn Hughes on your record, but it's you're not having him sing? And he said, uh, he goes, nope. And I go, why? One song? And he goes, exactly that no, reason. He goes, right. I want people to hear just hear Glenn. I thought he was going to ask me at least on the on the last song to sing something. And I was singing all the time when we were tracking. I always got a mic. I'm always singing something. And he was smiling away and thinking, he's going to ask me to sing, and he didn't. And I really enjoyed playing bass. Of course I miss singing. I'm a singer, but I was very grateful to play on Joe's album with Chad. Do you consider yourself a singer or a bass player first, Glenn? I'm a lead singing bass player, as they say. <laughs> yeah. Like Doug, Doug Pinnock. When you, when you went into Whitesnake initially, I'm, I'm sorry, not Whitesnake, Deep Purple, of mm. course, with David Coverdale mm. and the initial burn period of Correct. Purple, 73, I think that was, mm. that interplay between Coverdale's voice and your voice, such a big part of that period of time with Purple, mm. did you guys work all of that out in advance or it just naturally happened? From the moment... David had the, I hate the word audition, but he had an audition and he, we didn't tell him he'd got the gig for about a week. That was Blackmore's idea, of course. <laughs> so when we went into the, this is a great, to the castle to rehearse and, and write songs for Burn, we had, we knew, well, we knew that David was the lead singer and, and I joined the band to sing some stuff with David, but we had no idea from that very first song, I think it was Sail Away, was the first song we came up with. That there were going to be two guys like trading verses, and we didn't know. We didn't know how we were going to do it. David said, "No, I, you go first. No, no, you go. No, you go first. <laughs> it was just like that. Can you imagine him? You can actually hear him. Yes, say, totally. No, no, darling, you. I insist you go first. <laughs> yeah, that it was. That was a cool thing. I mean, he and I had a great vibe in that band, and we still do to this very day. He well, when at that time, uh, David was totally unknown. Mm. You were known because you were coming out of trapeze. Absolutely. Was there discussion at that time about why are we even going to bring in another singer? Maybe we just go and have Glenn sing and play bass the whole time. Just a quick story at the Essex House in May of '73, when Blackmore, Lord Pace, myself, and management had a meeting. I figured they were going to ask me to join as a lead singing bass player. And I was... Because <laughs> that's what you were doing anyways. Yeah, but, but they said, no, we, we've asked Paul Rogers to sing. In purple? Yeah. I don't know if you know this. It's, I well, don't. It's, it's a well, and the thing, part of my brain went, holy shit. And the other part went, oh, only it be possible for he and I to sing together. Of course, Paul had uh, got a band together called um, Bad Company, so he had to pass. So they went about looking for, we went about looking for someone to come in and, and do something similar to what Paul Rogers was going to do. Wow. And I think you've quite, quite well worked out, you know. Figured, it did. It, it, it really did. Through three records, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing how it's, uh, listening to those records today, they still sound amazing sonically, especially, you know, we just lost Martin Birch. That's the not key. Not too long the, ago. The key but, right there is Martin Birch. Yeah. I mean, him yeah. as a producer and the yeah. way those records still sound. And you know what, what blew me away about Martin Birch was the fact that he must have been extraordinarily young. Yeah. Because he was uh, uh, not, not that old at all. I, I figured he would be in his 80s he, when he passed. He'd be a little bit older than me. So, yeah. Well, so, you were extraordinarily young. I was 21. We, David and I were 21. Martin must have been 24. You know. I just look at the old it's videos crazy. of Purple and this guy's on the jet <laughs> or on the awesome. friggin' helicopter, California jam, yeah. Glenn with the friggin' huge hair. It's so badass. Yeah. <laughs> God, it's so great. The white suit. The white the suit, yeah. And if you've never read Glenn's book, by all means, check out Glenn's book because it is... Uh, it is, as they say, a page-turner. Apparently so. It is a page-turner. It's great. Yeah. So, so Doug, um, you, if I'm correct on this, outside of David Lowy, who's the guy behind the Dead Daisies, 
you're the senior guy in this band, aren't you? You've had what? the longest. Ooh, you've who, had the where, longest, when? but you've had the longest consistent run, have you not? I, it's been six years. As a, as a, like in band years, that's probably sixty, I guess. Tell me, tell me what it's like um, doing this band in comparison to other high-profile gigs you've had. I mean, you were in White Snake, you were in Dio. What what is it like being in the Dead Daisies as far as musically? What you get out of it, and and the, well, the way the the whole thing works it's really it's like a family thing the way that he he uh, approaches this the way he runs the band he he himself is just a guitar player he doesn't make you know the big the bigger decisions it's management that mm. he that he hires um or or that works with the band they make a lot of the decisions and then you know basically we just create you know we, we've just been creative but we'd all work together remember when when we, when i first joined it was um, when Richard Fortas left and Dizzy left to go to GNR, and uh, I got together with the guys. It was, it was all of us with Brian playing guitar, all of us sitting in a circle playing acoustic guitar, and and we were just you know getting big ideas together. It was really cool. It was like something I'd never done before, and so that it's kind of been like that. When Glenn came in, I knew that he was going to be bringing some songs, mm. so I started to think about some songs to bring to propose to him. So it was a little bit different, but still at the end, we get together, we hash it out together, mm. the four of us, and it's, it's, like a, it's run like a family thing. It's, it's pretty cool. Now, as I had mentioned, he's the one guy who's not here, but he's also the, the, the guy behind the Dead Daisy, so to yes. speak, and he's also a guitar player in the band, obviously. Yeah. So you as a lead guitar player in the group, working with him as a guitar player and as a musician, because he's the guy, let's be honest, nobody knows... People know you. Oh, there's Doug Aldridge, White Snake, Dio, etc. People know all the stuff Tishy's done, all the stuff Glenn's done. Yeah. He's the guy that doesn't have that music history, mm -hmm. so to speak. Right. So, as a player, can you speak on what it's like uh, playing with him? He is. He's a, he's a very honest player. He's got his own thing that he does, which is is very. It's like a youthful thing that I. You know, after so many years of playing guitar, you kind of lose that a little bit, the youthfulness, and he's still got it. He it's, does. It's, it's it's the way he plays is almost got a little bit of a punk vibe to it but remember he grew up in australia listening to acdc and, and bands like that that have a, have a certain sound and it's very simple and dr driving mm -hmm. so his flavor definitely adds and it's it's the uh it's the thread that runs through all the, mm -hmm. the daisy's records i really enjoy hearing what he does yeah he's got a big a big sound yeah and when you guys work in the studio you he he records on the records as well yeah, right, play yeah, on yeah. the records also yeah, yeah. he does yeah yeah. Um, we're going to take some uh, calls for the guys. Again, Glenn Hughes, Doug Aldridge, Brian Tishy, all here in the studio. Our toll-free number is 844-686-5863. Again, 844-686-5863. It's Eddie Trunk, Trunk Nation on Faction Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 103. Again, uh, recording a big special with Megadeth tonight here in L.A. You'll hear that play next Wednesday. That'll premiere, and that goes uh, in the usual 3 to 5 Eastern slot. Uh, Dave and the whole band will be loading in here soon if they're not already, and they're playing some songs for us from the new record and some classics, and we're going to have a live audience. Should be a lot of fun. Um, J-Lo is in coming in the house, Bri. Oh, yeah. You, nice. you, you oh, spent yeah. time with Lomenzo in uh, Pride and Glory with Zach. Right. Uh, that, well, that's that. And the tie in there is that's when I first met Glenn yeah. back on tour. 93? Yeah, 94. 94. But close enough, and... Uh, yeah, so Glenn came back and said, I'm like, effing Glenn Hughes, man. Yeah. He's like, you guys are good. Yeah, I was blown away by you, you know, young man. It was, uh, and then years later, uh, I did, Glenn and I, I did a little weekend club run with- On the uh, East Coast. With Glenn on the East Coast. Yeah, yeah that, that was back in 2001. So we Correct. we have a little history. It's just, it's there's long gaps in between, you know? Mm -hmm. But- uh, you know, and and on that note, when we first got to rehearse for the, the, that weekend of shows, Glenn plugged in to my rehearsal room, put the mic in front of him, turned his bass on, and this insanity I it started as soon as we started playing. I'm like, this guy is just out of his mind. It could not <laughs> well, that's, believe that's for sure. <laughs> the, um, no, but the amount of stuff going on, I'm just watching all this bass playing and this insane singing, and he's just going through it like it's nothing. And I was like, this is nothing short of an honor. It was awesome. Well, you know what? You know what? I always think of a story about. So we were, um, we, Glenn. You've been on like all these. All of you guys have been on over the decades with me for various projects and bands. But I remember, I have a photo of it. Uh, we did. You had a band that put out a great record, California Breed. Yes. It yes. was yourself, 
Andrew Watt, mm-hmm. who at the time was the unknown kid in yes, the band, he was. that nobody had a clue who he was, just a kid. Now he's one of the most renowned producers in rock and pop. He certainly is. The guy who's done the last couple Aussie records, the new one and the previous one as well, is a ton of mm-hmm. pop stuff as well. And Jason Bonham. Yep. And that record was produced by Dave Cobb. It's probably Correct. 10 years ago now, they, maybe longer. Nine years, yeah, yeah. Nine years. Yeah, sure. Phenomenal, phenomenal record. I love that record. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget, because if you recall, when you came into my studio, Cobb was with you guys. It was the three of you and Cobb happened to be there. You're right. It was the only time I met Dave Cobb. Yes. And I remember him saying, we were talking about the vocals on the record, and Dave said, well, yeah, the crazy thing about the vocals is those were basically like guide vocals that you, he, he basically <laughs> yeah. duped him. In, like, he yeah. said, well, yeah, let's run it through, Glenn. And then we're done. Like, okay, we're, go- we're done. And you're like, well, that wasn't really my, me trying to do a take. That's the Glenn Hughes story, though. That's it. The guide vocals. When Glenn sings, he said, he goes, I don't, do, I don't want to do demos because it, it's, it, it's going to be the final thing. It's going to be it. And so when we, Ben Gross said, hey, you know, I really need to get an idea of what, where the melodies and stuff are going. So Glenn came over and he, in a couple of days. Did guide vocals. Did guide vocals. And they, they turn out great. And tell them the story. Tell them. So we did the guide vocals it's spontaneously, the songs are written. I'm at the microphone. Doug's helping me get the things sorted out. I'm singing very quickly, sang for the first take, sang the songs, went to the studio with Ben. Ben says, can you sing them again? I said, sure, I'll sing them again. But there's just different vibe when I sing them again. It's not the way I did it in the first place. The way I sing the song is the first take is always the way to go. It's always been like that with me forever. Because, well, yeah. there's that old adage where you hear artists say all the time, well, you should have heard the demo. You should have heard yeah. the demo. <laughs> you heard that the demo was better. But yeah. in your case, you circumvent that. And Ben was a little upset because he said, we, we, you got to keep singing. I said, well, I could sing it all bloody night. But I'm telling you now, it's probably going to be the first take that's going to be the keeper. And it was. Uh, you got dates coming up here in the we U.S., do. right? Let's talk about the, the coming U.S. tour. When's it kicking off? You've got, uh, I think, Enough's Enough and Gilby Clark. We do. Gilby's just, Gilby's just doing L.A. with us. Gilby's doing that's L.A. That's going to be amazing, yes. The, the L.A. show is uh, September 18th at the Vermont Theater. Yeah. We start in Jersey, Landis Theater in Vinland or Vineland. Vineland. S- September the 7th. So Wednesday night, Ed, are you available? Uh, I don't know if I'll be in Jersey. I might be in L.A. Yeah. when you guys play here. I don't know if I'll be in Jersey. It's a, it's a Sunday we'll night, by the way. Okay, well, uh, what, L.A.? Yes, we can go for a pizza at the Rainbow later. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We'll for see sure. you there, Eddie. We'll see you in, on the 18th at the Vermont. Well, we'll see. We'll and see. There's, there's shows in between, I don't know, what, another chunk of shows between Jersey and L.A., and then after LA, Nashville, Chicago. That, yeah, that's right, the Arcata in, outside of Chicago. Right. And then there's a, we finish up in Seattle. Correct. Dead Daisies always were more of a global thing, were they not? I mean, from I mean, Doug, you've been in the band the longest, but it's just been six years. But even yeah. going back to that, it, maybe because Lowy is from Australia, I guess originally. But the ba- the band has always been worked pretty aggressively globally, as opposed to just focusing on the U.S. or or I, Europe. Right? I would say I would say that Europe is is. Are you talking about the market right. size? Yes, I, I yeah. would say Europe is probably the, the main one, and South America too, too is pretty good. But. Mm. Um, but yeah, we spent a lot of time going back and forth across mm. Europe, and it and it pays off, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it, it it definitely feels like even reading the press on you guys that it's definitely become very much a global thing for the band. And it was always you could say, especially you know, uh, you none, nobody in the band being kids, the the <laughs> the idea is usually like, oh, let's just kind of stay close to home, stay right. in the U.S. and work that. But I guess it's nice to have your own jet too. When you can, yeah, it makes it a little easier to get around. So so grateful for that. Yeah, it, it does help. So normally when we fly, when we go over to Europe, we fly commercial because this is you know that aircraft. That's his. That's like his car. Car. You know, it's like you're not gonna, car. You don't want to yeah. be spilling. You don't want to be spilling M and M's down the, the air vent of the of the of his aircraft. No. You know, it's a beautiful. So, jet. but we do short hauls with him. It's like so we can instead of taking it. A ten-hour bus ride, we can take a an hour flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you and Glenn was saying you got COVID too, then, right? Yeah. But you didn't get it bad. I didn't get it bad, and I just we hold. Actually, a few of us got it, and we hold up in um, where was it Luxembourg? Yes. Yeah. Four days. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. I just I just uh, kept away from everybody, and just it went, Eventually, I tested negative, and a couple other guys tested negative, yeah. and we got back to it. But it's running rampant everywhere in Europe, Eddie. It's 
bloody it's it's everywhere. It was it was brutal because you know a lot of bands were were struggling to and they're and they're hemorrhaging when they're canceled. They have to postpone yeah. or cancel shows. They're, they're they're hemorrhaging money. They're losing money for the show, and then they're paying money to to keep people out there. And it's just like after a while, you know, whether it was COVID or something else, you know, a couple bands who we know had to come come home. Well, well, someone we all know very well in, in David Coverdale and Whitesnake. I mean, those guys yeah. got crushed. Yeah, David called uh, well called us to ask if Brian could fill in for Tommy Aldridge, but uh, that wasn't a it, uh, yeah. It, it didn't work out, but it also I think at that point that's when it was getting to the point where they had to end. They're run, you know. There, there's too much going on, too much, mm. too many people getting sick over there, which yeah. is also a risk, you know. Oh yeah, I'll come in and fill in, but now I'm in this world where <laughs> you you need me because people are sick, and now yeah. I'm around that. It's like you know, you don't really want to. Yeah, it's it's definitely seems like we're in a time where most bands, because of what's on the line for live shows, are actually almost all these major bands are carrying some sort of alternates. Now, that yeah. actually happened yeah. for the Dead Daisies, right? Yeah. You guys, they actually played some shows without yeah, you, right, Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, look, it, that happened, and they, they told me uh, the morning that uh, Dino was coming in and Yogi, I went, well, have you got, can you do it? He said, well, we're going to give it a go. We're going <laughs> to just give it a go. And, and they did it uh, a remarkable job, actually. So I was very happy that they could fulfill the commitment and complete the two. The seven shows that I wasn't available for. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, uh, Dino's a tremendous singer, but you, you know, try to sub out the voice of rock. Well, I don't know if you can do he, that. He did, a, he did a wonderful job. <laughs> no, I'm not saying him, but I'm just saying you, especially in Europe, you know that, you're Glenn Hughes, you know, that's a big part of the draw there. So yeah. no disrespect to Dino, but sometimes, and I'm sure it sounded great, but sometimes that works, sometimes it doesn't. I, from strictly as a fan, when I look at uh, this, and I understand the business aspects of it, but if we're being brutally honest, I'll look and be like, well, okay, if that guy's not going to be there, you kind of have to shut it down. Mm. And then there's other guys you could say, well, okay, I can understand they yeah. can sub them out. So it's a, it's a tough thing, but I understand everybody's in uncharted waters right yeah. now that we're all dealing with this stuff. It was difficult, but again, I'm really glad the guys could complete the tour and we could uh, all get together again in the next couple of weeks. When we, the month before, when we didn't do Hellfest and uh, what was it? Grass Pop. It was a Saturday and a Sunday, I think. And like th those were what we were talking about, man. We're going to tour a few weeks. We did, we did a bunch of shows with foreigners and our own, our own dates. Man, by the time we get to Hellfest and Grass Pop, we're going to be, you know, Schmoking. locked up. And, and, and to, to not, be, not be able to do that just sucked. And then, you know, then when Glenn got sick, we're like, oh, we, they were telling us oh, these final shows, some of yeah. these are the, your biggest solo right. shows. You know, so you're like, well, how, you know. You know, management talks that through and goes, well, what's, what, what do we do? You know, because it's, it's a bummer to, it would be a bummer to go do it without Glenn and it completely sucked and there was, you know, it wasn't a, you know, worth it at all because, you know, we just sound like crap. But luckily Yogi came in, um, mm. who was filling in on rhythm guitar. Who, if you don't know Yogi, he's a buddy of ours. He used to play in- Chris Cornell. Was he and originally in Buck and, Cherry? He was in Buck yeah, Cherry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, early on. Yeah, 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 early first tour, second yeah. record. And then was in uh, with Chris Cornell for a bunch of years, and he's he's awesome. So we're like, okay, he's he's been playing rhythm guitar. He filled in. He can maybe he's a great musician. He can hopefully just lock that stuff up on bass. He could borrow my bass. Yeah, he did it. And yeah. uh, you know, I mean, uh, he 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 got he kept it together, you know. And then and then uh, Dino came in, which you know it's a tall order. Dino's a gr a great singer, but mm. but uh, it was it was like, what do we do? Do we all just go home and kind of like that's how we end everything, or do we at least say here we are for for the people that were waiting to see us? Hey, if you, yeah. if, you, if, you if you you know if you don't want to go, want a refund, it's there. But you know if you want to, I think it was uh, fantastic that they could complete the tour with Dino and Yogi. I was very happy for them. Yeah, I mean, but that's the world we're in right now. I mean, uh, White Snake just pulled off of all the dates with Scorpions. Right. Uh, they they couldn't play. Again, most bands have some sort of alternate uh, prepared. I know the guys in Anthrax are good friends. They had an alternate in case something happened. But when COVID hit them recently, it took out yeah. three guys. Yeah. yeah, you can't you can't sub out for three guys. Rival Sons too. The Rival Sons. I mean, yeah. everybody seems to. And and Bri, you actually picked up you had another band that you used to play with that you returned to in that covid fill-in capacity was foreigner recently right yeah that was exactly i forgot about that that was like in april um same thing happened they were doing a vegas residency 
and I th- from what I remember, I think they all went and saw Scorpions, and, and, uh, or a bunch yeah. of them did. And, and Klaus and, was the super spreader? And a, I don't know who was spreading what, Damn but, it. but something happened where they called me and go, you know, Chris Frazier is uh, not doing well. And then I pull up to do the weekend shows, and they go, now our, uh, our other guitar player is, uh, um, he also... Louis, yeah. Louis is he's ill now. So luckily, Tom Gimble yeah. used to play in Foreigner. He's like the longest standing member. Right. He lives in Vegas now. So they call Tom up ten in the morning. Can you play tonight? So I show up. I haven't played with him in five years. Tom shows up, and uh, it was a nice, yeah. you know, class reunion vibe. Seamless, and, uh, apparently. But that's but that's what happens, you know. Um, that in their case, it's cool just because there's been a lot. Of, you know, like I've played a lot over a lot of years with Foreigner. So I, I get in there, and it's relative. It's like you know, it's putting on old shoes. So yeah. to speak. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Eddie. What, that if, don't smell. If you if you were a band leader or you had a band and one of your guys is has got you know he's testing positive, but he's got no symptoms or he's very light symptoms. Do you feel like you want to? Do you want to cancel a show or do you want to just isolate that guy? No, I'd let him play. Yeah, let him play. But he got. <laughs> I, I would not, would not say anything and mm, let him play. Right. Because the 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 thing in today's world is. I think that after these few years of COVID that we've all gone through, I think the bo- the takeaway from it is we really don't know anything. No, exactly. We don't know anything. Really. So exactly. it's like, you you know, you know people that are like, I've been in, in the same room with people mm. and two people get it and two don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've known families where the husband gets it, the wife doesn't. Right. So I, I think it's like become like, well, I'm no doctor, but it feels to me like it's going to be in a place mm. like a, a flu or a cold. That's, that's what it was for me. Yeah. I and just it's had a like, really bad cough. If you, you know? can power through and you're in a position that you can play, yeah. then you play. Even, I mean, in, in the past, there's been times when I would have flu and I'd still play. Right. Yeah, that's, that's you my point. You just don't go around people and you, and you, right. and you make sure that you let people know that you're not feeling well and they stay away from you. And, and nobody... You know, in that situation, I'm not going to give you the flu because you're going to go, Doug's sick, so I'm going to stay away from him. Yeah, and if your band members know it, I mean, you're, you you stay in your corner of the stage. Everybody yeah. stays in theirs. And just don't come over and sing in the same mic mm. as Doug tonight That's or something it. like yeah. that. That's pretty much it. All right, before we run out of time, let me go around the horn here because, look, I mean, I, I know we're here to talk about the Dead Daisies. And, again, Radiance comes out on September 30th. It sounds amazing. There's a couple songs already online with videos on YouTube. Mm-hmm. U.S. tour dates coming up. So I think we hit all this stuff. But, uh, Glenn, obviously you've got an enormous history, whether it's Black Country Communion, whether it's your own stuff. Yes. You've done tours where you've played the purple stuff that's sure. been brilliant. Of course, Doug was on mm-hmm. some of that as well. Um, anything above and beyond the Dead Daisies that you hope to revisit or go back to at some point? Is there, ta- is there talk of another Black Country Communion record? There is, and I'll say this very clearly. I'm in the Dead Daisies. I have an album to promote. I have tour dates coming up. Um, at some point, when the windows open, when it schedules, you know, uh, when everybody feels it's appropriate, I will do another album. But at the moment, all I'm doing and gratefully and honoring is the Dead Daisies. It's it's my number one priority. And Doug, anything that you want to do above and beyond this that you've got cooking, like either on the side or when there's a gap or anything like that? We've been so busy, Eddie, that when I do have some free time, I'm kind of doing the dad thing at this point right but um i when when glenn got involved i i kind of pushed everything i had a couple things that that i was dabbling in and i've canceled all that stuff and uh i want to just stay you know you know this you have to sometimes take a lot of different gigs but i want to if i can at all possible avoid that this is my gig yeah and did you see the do doc not yet. Did have you see you, it? Oh, no. yeah. yeah. Did How you see it? it, Glenn? No, I have not. Uh, it, well, I went with Wendy to the, uh, to the screening okay. at South by Southwest yeah. to, to sell it. That was the pitch. Right. So we went and had a press event, and, and I helped her there. Uh, but it's coming out yeah. uh, in yeah. a few weeks. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah. As uh, all of us who knew and loved mm. Ronnie, of course, Glenn, Doug, you played with him. I mean, um, it is just a perfect great testament to the man we all loved right. and, and missed good to hear and there's going to be a premiere here in la I which i don't know if you're we were just town. talking about it yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know if it lines up with when everybody's in town but mm-hmm. there's a thing at uh, i don't know if i can say the date or the place on the yet, 20th so well there's a premiere premiere but then there's also <laughs> oh. yes that 
that premiere on the 20th. Yes. But then there is the open to the public oh, okay. two screenings, and I suggest going to see it in theaters because it's awesome to see up on the I big wanted, screen. Yeah, I yeah. want to do that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fantastic. Brian, anything for you? I mean, you, you're jumping around doing some stuff, but is this where you're hanging your hat for now? And- yeah, yeah. This this is it pretty much. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of the same. No, when we're home, I'm, I just try to stay busy, you know? So I, I, two weekends ago, I went and did a filling gig with Don Felder, which is always fun. You know, I've nice. done nice. gigs with him over the years, about bunch, you know, chunks of gigs here and there over the years, and that's a whole different world. But, you know, you're playing with Mr. Hotel California, which is badass, you know? He's he's awesome. And, uh, yeah, just sessions and, and uh, you know, just try to stay creative. Last time Brian was here, he was uh, promoting the re-record of Lynch Mob's Wicked Sensation, right. which yeah, has yeah. since been disowned by everybody but you, Brian. <laughs> I, Although yeah. I thought it was cool, but it was fun. But we should have at, at the t- you know we it was just an idea, but we should have just went to a room and just played the live show and recorded it and called it you know the live version of that record in 2020 or whatever. But hey, you know you, uh, you go for things and you know. Things, you know, sometimes Live and learn. I didn't, yeah. didn't bother me at all, but you hey, know, fans we had fun be. doing it. You know, we I all made her... we made a, so much freaking money; it was worth. Uh, it. It yeah, was I'm insane. sure it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wrap up. Thank yeah. you, Brian Thank Tishy, you, Doug Thanks. Aldridge, Glenn Hughes. Thank Always you, great to see you guys. Radiance, Thanks, bro. amazing new album from the Dead Daisies. The second with Glenn, the return of Tishmeister on it. Doug, of course, been there forever now. Six years is forever. <laughs> the old man, right? yes. And uh, that comes out again on September 30th. And look for a date near you. Uh, band is going to be sounding killer live. We know that with these great musicians in the group. So, um, And the website is... Uh, DeadDaisies.com. The. Is there a D? The de- yes, TheDeadDaisies.com. The TheDeadDaisies.com. Yes. That's where you want to go to find the dates. Uh, we mentioned there are... Uh, you gonna come back and try to do another U.S. run after these because you got like maybe. Maybe twenty or thirty. Maybe that would be great. We would hope so in the spring. We're hoping so. Yes. With the album actually out because yes, everything's happening yes. in advance. I think this album's a good eight. You know, maybe a year cycle for sure, so we can get to play as many venues as possible. Sounds killer, guys. Seriously, check out the stuff that's online now in advance of the record coming out. It's so cool. It's heavy. It's thick. It's groovy. It's it's killer. It really is. Thank you. Well, thanks to Brian, Doug, and Glenn for coming in. The new Dead Daisies album is out now. It's called Radiance. Be sure to check it out. Second record they've made with Glenn Hughes at the helm. It sounds absolutely killer. And uh, Glenn really is an ageless wonder. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check me out on the radio every day. Sirius XM Channel 103 Faction Talk live Monday through Friday. Talk and rock with you 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Replays on demand on the Sirius XM app. Hope you join me for the radio show. The interview you just heard originated live on that radio show not too long ago, as a matter of fact, just a few weeks ago, talking to the Dead Daisies. Again, appreciate you tuning in and listening. Thank you for subscribing. Please do so if you haven't already. And I will catch you guys next Thursday for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast.